What can we really offer to God? Asking ourselves that question is pretty much the same as asking ourselves, what do we get that person for Christmas that already has everything? We can think and think, and really there's nothing that we can offer to God. Do we offer Him more money? Do we offer Him more volunteering of our time? Do we offer Him more good deeds? Do we offer Him more prayers and more devotions? The problem with this is that what creeps into our minds is this idea that we're kind of making an exchange with God. We give Him these things in our life, and then He will give us blessings in this life, and He'll let us be in heaven when all things are done. And the way that I hear that most often expressed to me as a priest is, well, Father, I'm a good person. Yeah, but, because when it comes to all those things, money's man-made. What good does that do for God? Volunteering. If we think that that is our offering to God, we're kind of saying that this is an add-on and an extra to our life instead of it just being part of being a Christian in the world. More good deeds, can we really outdo our bad deeds with more good deeds? And then how many prayers and devotions does it take to get to heaven? Is there the perfect number? Now, don't get me wrong. Don't want to stop doing all these things. Please keep giving money to the church and volunteering your time. I'll be in big trouble if you don't. But what are we really offering to God? What are we capable of offering to God that He desires from us? That's the question. Because in Malachi and in the temple today, at the Feast of the Presentation, it's all about the offering to God. Because the temple for the Jews was the place where they offered something to God. They didn't do like we do now as Christians, where they offered their own prayers and intentions to God or their own sacrifices to God. Everything went through the priest. And so when they wanted a prayer to be answered, when they wanted something done by God for them in their life, they would go to the temple, to the priest, and they would bring a sacrifice, different kinds of sacrifices, animals and grain and food offerings, and then the priest would offer the prayer and the sacrifice on their behalf. And that's what Mary and Joseph do today to fulfill the rite of purification for the Jewish people. They come bringing a sacrifice to pigeons so that the priest can offer the proper sacrifice to God on their behalf. So what can we offer to God? And when we think of all those things of money, of volunteering, of good deeds, of being a good person, of prayers, they all ultimately are external things. And we fall into that temptation of just focusing on the external in different places in our life. Just think of the way that we approach meeting and getting to know new people. So after you've introduced yourself and names have been exchanged, I think for most of us, one of the first questions we ask is, what do you do? What's your job? Like that defines who we are as a person. A friend of a friend of mine lived in Europe for a number of years, and when she moved back to Canada, what she realized is that in Europe, they don't ask that question to start off with. They ask questions that revolve more about who you are as a person. 
about what inspires you, about what you're passionate about, about what motivates you in life. And when I think of that, I don't even know what kind of question you would ask to get to those answers, because we just don't do it. But those get to the heart of the person, of who they are and what makes them them. But we can get focused too much on the external part of the relationship. Because there can be kind of the external things of a relationship without actually a relationship, a really valuable relationship existing. I think of sports teams that I was on growing up. There's some guys that I played hockey with for three years in a row, and we were good friends on our team. And then minor hockey ended, and we weren't on the same team anymore, and the friendship was gone. Or think about your best friends in high school. For some of you, maybe you're still best friends, but I think for most of us, as we grew up and we had different passions and desires, we started to go in different directions. So there was the external of a deep relationship, but there was something missing in the connection to allow it to endure. So what can we offer to God? Mary and Joseph come, and they offer two pigeons. The best sacrifice that they could have brought to the temple was an unblemished male lamb. That was the best that you could offer, but it was expensive. Two pigeons is the very least that they could offer, which tells us that the Holy Family was poor. They couldn't afford anything more than the smallest offering possible in order to undergo the rite of purification. And they come in to offer to God what they have to offer. But what they're really offering is not the two pigeons. What are they offering? Jesus. And think of every time that we hear about Mary after this point in the Gospels. What do we hear? Mary today brings her son to the temple and offers him to God. And then every time after this that we hear of Mary, it's another example of her giving her son over to God. The wedding at Cana, where she tries to point to Jesus, and Jesus says, woman, it's not yet my time. Or the crowds come and say, blessed are the breasts that nursed you. And Jesus says, blessed is the one who hears the word of God. And then ultimately at the cross, Mary, one of the few faithful ones there to the end, and Jesus goes, woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Mary's offering is letting go of even her only son. Her offering to God. Two things in that. First, the poor offering of the pigeons. What parent out here, when your five-year-old child makes you a birthday gift, whatever that might be, looks down on it because it's made by a five-year-old? You don't, because you see the love and the devotion and the passion that they put behind making this gift for mom or dad. The result, the external, doesn't really matter. It's where it came from. And then what's harder to do? To give money to charity, to do a good deed for another person, or to have to give something up that is rightfully yours 
for the good of another, like Mary in the temple. What can we offer to God? Ourselves, our life. It's the only thing we have to offer of any value to God, which is why today we remember consecrated life or religious life. That's not priests. I'm not a religious. I'm not a consecrated person. Consecrated persons are those who take vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. I have a friend who is a religious sister with the Sisters of Life in New York. She once kind of lamented to me, you're lucky, you're ordained. God gives you a special grace through the sacrament of holy orders to sustain you in your vocation. They don't. Married persons, you have a special sacrament to sustain you in your life as married persons. They don't. All they have is their gift to God. And what is their gift to God? When they make promises of poverty, chastity, and obedience, what are they doing? Poverty, I have no money to offer you, God. Chastity, I have no family to offer you, God. Obedience, God, I don't even have my own will to offer you. I just have my life. I give you myself. That's what I offer which is why they're so important in our life as the church, because they're a reminder for us continually that this is what we're all called to offer, which is why it's such a poverty in our church today that we don't have men and women religious like we used to, because we need to see them. And those of you that knew Sister Ada here at the parish, you knew what that offered you in your life of faith. There is something different about their life, regardless of what kind of individual person they are, that offers us something in their faith. And it's different from the priesthood. It's not the same because of what they are offering to God. They're a gift for us in our life of faith. And so we remember them today. What do we offer to God? Only ourselves. And where do we do that best? The Mass. Every time we come to the Mass. When we bring up our gifts that we offer to God of bread and wine, the prayer that the priest prays first at the altar, you don't always hear it because often the offertory hymn is still being sung. But today I'm going to intentionally wait till the hymn is done and pray it out loud. The priest says as he grabs first the bread and then the wine. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received these gifts we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands it will become for us the bread of life. We have received these gifts we offer you. We can only offer back to God what he has first given to us. And then what do we pray right after that? Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. It's our sacrifice. It's not the addition of things that we do, of money, of time, of good deeds, of perfection of life. It's what we're willing to give up. And one of the invitations and the gifts of the church is that what well, you are all there to do, uniting your prayer to mine, is that when the paten is brought to the altar, put your sacrifice there. 
Put your prayer intention for your loved ones. Put what you're asking God for in your life on the altar. That when I'm saying that prayer, pray, brothers and sisters, I'm saying, now's the time to offer your sacrifice. Now's your time to offer to God what is valuable to God over and above everything else that we do for Him. That is our offering to God. That's all we can offer. The rest is good, and the rest is a fruit of the way that we offer our life to God. So today, as we shift from the liturgy of the Word to the liturgy of the Eucharist, during the offertory, think about what your offering will be today. And then when I pray those prayers, put your offering on the altar. And then listen to the Eucharistic prayer today and hear how often I use the word offer in the Eucharistic prayer. Because this is our offering. This is the best place where we have something to offer to God. Because He has given us the means to offer Him back what we can give.